to the Cosmic Combos Podcast, your number one source for accurate, relevant, and thought-provoking astrological conversations in the podcast nation, the place where stars and minds align. Peace, you're now tuned into the Cosmic Combos Podcast. I'm your humble host, Heru, and we got... Our good brother here, brother Ra, how you doing? Oh, brother, enjoying life, brother, and taking it a day at a time. How about yourself? Man, no complaints, man. You know, just you know, trying to trying to make my next move, my best moves, and um, you know, like I always say, man, trying to get like you, man. <laughs> <laughs> one of these days, we'll be able to match hands. One of these days, man. One of these days. Indeed, <laughs> indeed, indeed. You know, um, before we get too far, though, I want to remind you all that this episode is brought to you by Push It Forward Media Group in Calaparusha Astrology and our patrons over there on Patreon. Um, once again, thank you all for your support, um, you know, and all that you contribute to the show or whatnot, you know. And um, yeah, man, we're, we're, we're really, really pleased with, you know, our Patreon activity and everything like that. So, um special shout out to you know you people indeed or whatnot but um you know if you want to find push it forward media group you can find us on instagram at push it forward p-u-s-h-i-t-f-w-d.com um on instagram is push it forward spelled the same way p-u-s-h-i-t-f-w-d um you can find us there uh, make sure you follow cosmic convos podcast on instagram as well you know at cosmic convos c-o-s-m-i-c C O N V O. Um, that's on Instagram, and we're Cosmic Convos Podcast on Facebook. Um, you can find us there, and you know, I know we got a lot of listeners that's overseas and different things that find us a bunch of different ways. So connect with us on social media, all right? You know, and like I said, you know, we got the, the charts for sale, push it forward, and um, you know, Ra, how, how, how do people um, can get a hold of you? Uh, you know, the same old same. You can hit me up on IG or Facebook under Shechem Ra, or you can hit me up on Calaprusha Astrology at gmail.com. There will be a website coming soon, so you'll also uh, be able to get with me on that where you'll be able to schedule uh, readings, consultations, uh, pay for classes, uh, actually read blogs. In fact, some of the um, things that we have here might be displayed there as well, so uh, be on the lookout for that as well. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I'm definitely, uh, you know, excited to see when that's finally done, man. I got a sneak peek, man. It's, you know, it's going, it's going to be next level, man. Indeed. Indeed, <laughs> Indeed man. So um, here we are, man. Episode three of season three. Um, last episode, we switched it up a little bit, man, and it got a pretty good response. A lot of people liked it, that format uh, with the guest on there. And different things like that, man. So uh, we definitely look forward to doing some more of that, man. Um, what's the feedback you've been getting from that 
you know, having uh, a guest. A lot on the of show. great feedback. Yeah, a lot of great feedback. A lot of people really enjoyed the fact that we were able to isolate just that one piece mm-hmm. and blow it up in such a big way where you sh- it shows that just that small piece of information is worth volumes, right, when it comes to really understanding how life unfolds. So a lot of good feedback on that one, definitely. Absolutely, man. I mean, you know, because in the West, man, we're, you know, a lot of us are coming up from being introduced to astrology through kind of a sun sign paradigm, Mm -hmm. right? You know, and, um, you know, part of what we're doing with this show is really just showing the, the power of that ascended, you know, and how, how much information you can get from that, that first Lord, and of course the moon and stuff like that. So it's kind of changing what people are looking at when they think about, I mean, I don't use, I don't use the loose term, hey, what's your sign? I don't use that. Mm-hmm. But if people are starting to look at that concept a little differently, if they were to refer to their sign, people are starting to think about their ascendant or their moon more than what they, you know, are everyone else is doing is the sun or whatnot, right. man. You right. Know. The so. trifecta, the Sudarshana chakra. Mm-hmm. Indeed, man. So um, I think that's a great contribution, you know, absolutely. Or whatnot, man. But yeah, um, yeah, I think just having an opportunity, man, to get somebody on here that's not studying this stuff heavily like that, but they got things that they got going on and stuff like that and being able to break that down and, you know, being able to, you know, see what the future beholds and how they may need to position them, themselves or what they should expect, man. I think that's, uh, you know, there's, 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 there's a lot, there's a lot in that. I think a lot of people will be able to benefit from that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I see the brother doing big things, definitely doing big things. So you're projecting that energy out to him, uh, definitely sending some light and love to him and his family. Absolutely, man. And if you're in New Orleans, man, go check out Itaw Garden, man, or whatnot, man. They they definitely, you know, man, he's 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 excellent at what he does for sure. He got a whole team of them over there, you know, putting in good work, man. So definitely go check out Rod Yosef and download his mixtape too, man. He he he's a dope MC too, or whatnot, you know. So definitely go check him out, or whatnot. But yeah, man, um, you know. We're at episode three, season three, episode 53 or whatnot, man. Um, I think, you know, we, I didn't really even look at this on purpose, but it just kind of synced <laughs> mm-hmm. the way how it is. And, uh, you know, there's some relevance there, right? As, as far as what's happening right now in the world, um, a little different, you know, but, um, you know, on this episode, um, we wanted to cover somebody in a category that we haven't really done yet. You understand what I'm saying? We haven't done a lot of foreign rulers. I know we did the episode on um, kings and, you know, uh, queen's royalty and stuff like that. Um, but we haven't really done a lot of foreign rulers and stuff like that. And I think, um, you know, in light of kind of where the world is at right now and the different things that people are interested in. I think this would be a good guy to definitely check into. Um, And, you know, so today we're going to look at the, um, the brother, the uh, former Libyan ruler 
um, Muammar Gaddafi, Muammar Al Gaddafi, whatnot. Yeah, Muammar. De- definitely a polarizing figure. You know uh, what you have to say about him really just depends on, you know, what what political persuasion you have, or you know maybe what you know or what you don't know, and just you know just kind of your whole worldview depends on on you know how you actually view him. But um, nobody can say that, you know, he definitely didn't. He wasn't a major world. He, he definitely could not say that he was not a major world player. You mm-hmm. know, while he was alive. You know, that definitely wouldn't be a true statement at all. So, um, yeah, man, I think this is an excellent show, man. Excellent person to go over. Yes. Uh, the chart definitely le- le- uh, lends credence to show the power, right? And not only not only the power, but what happens when you get to a certain level of power. And so, you know. Yeah. It's an excellent person to really examine why certain players in the world are dangerous, why they're considered to be um, a problem. Right? <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, when you start off and you understand astrology, a lot of times we start off with a view that is really kind of uh, westernized, you know, just like we talked about with the sun sign piece. And, you know, we think that we kind of understand what it is, but when you get deeper into it, you really get shocked to a degree because a lot of the mysteries and the confusion is removed, especially around signs and what they do. Yeah. Um, And so cancer has really gotten a reputation um, in the West that really kind of shows the type of soft natured, you know, caring, considerate, you know, devoted, sacrificial, motherly, you know, paternal type individual. And that's only very partially true. Right? Mm-hmm. Cancers are actually really, especially for the ma- from the masculine aspect of it, from the masculine perspective, cancers are very much aggressive. Right, thinking or believe it or not. Right? It's a crap. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is not uh, a push button type individual. <laughs> right. They're very much um, adamant and defensive and can fight. Right. Muhammad Ali. Cancer right? tender, yeah. Yeah. Good brother friend of mine, um, uh, Asaram Ka, right? Cancer Senate. And the thing about cancers is that for men, a lot of times it gives them that kind of staunch, defensive, right? Uh, kind of uh, no nonsense type disposition. But at the same time, once you know them, they diffuse you, right? They can really kind of show you that, no, there is a side to me that I am actually um, a type of individual that is considerate, polite, so forth. So it's kind of a strange mix, but for the most part, cancer men are very much militaristic, right? They can be very um, needing to feel that protection, right? That safety, that security, and a lot of times physical defense, right? Martial arts, you'll find, you know, any type of self-defense, right? Cancers can typically lean into that, 
right? Because they have that need to, you know, want to protect not only themselves, but others. Yeah. I mean, of course I, you know, I'm, I'm a cancer ascendant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, um, I wrestled a lot mm -hmm. coming up. That was, that was one of my main sports, <laughs> you know, all yeah, through see? middle so, school, high school. Then I got in Calfarera, stuff like that. See, <laughs> that's the cancer disposition. So see for the male side is very much, very much aggressive, very much to dom uh, not domineering, but can be, um, can come off um, a little tough, right? Mm -hmm. A little, you know, not rough, but not something, not someone you just want to go in and pick a fight with, right? And so um, Gaddafi, right, being a cancer ascendant, uh, now there are some conjectures about the times and the dates, right? Yes, we understand, right? And for the most part, these guys are trying, it's hard to get really solid birth certificate data, right? Because in those days, I mean, granted, he's born, and we're going to talk about it and how his kind of upbringing was, but he's born where they're, they don't have that kind of thing, right? They don't have <laughs> hospitals that stamp you and say, okay, you know, uh, the state recognizes you born at this date and this time. Um, so we had to rely on some data. It may be a little if you find data that's uh, that's definitely con contrary to it, just understand that this has not been scrubbed. It hasn't been rectified. It's just data that we've been able to garner, and it, it very much very much so fits the puzzle uh, quite well, and you'll see how here in just a minute. Confluence. So, um, absolutely. So <clears throat> um, he's a cancer ascendant at 2 degrees. I'm sorry, no, 12 degrees, which puts him in Pusha, Nakshatra. And so cancer, again, right, they show this disposition of being very patriotic, right, uh, very much protective of the homeland, right? Um, they love their people, right? Cancers typically have a very strong, prominent love for their people, their community, right? And, of course, um, you know, like I said, in, an extension thereof, uh, you know, their nation. And so this individual, right, uh, bar bar none, right? And I mean, this guy ruled for quite some time. Uh, he wasn't just a fly-by-night ruler. He stuck in there and fought the good fight to the very end. So, yeah. Um, when you when you see this type of chart, it really speaks volumes to the power that it holds. And so his Mars, uh, which is a very powerful planet. In fact, it's the Yoga Karaka for for uh, Cancer ascendants. And so. Because, of course, it rules the 5th and the 10th house, uh, Mars is in the ascendant at uh, 2 degrees, which is extremely powerful yoga. Um, this is a Raja yoga, bar none, right? Yeah. And so um, you really understand that when you see this type of individual, not only do we know that he's a cancer, has a cancer ascendant, right? Pusha is a nakshatra, and Pusha are the ones that are very spiritually organized, right? They're very much designed to kind of handle higher knowledge, um, very hospitable. In fact, I've heard a number of times where people come there and they say they were treated like royalty uh, when they come to his country. So very hospitable, um, very well-rounded individuals, what Pushas are. In fact, it's a, the, one of the symbols of Pusha is uh, a, f a flower, which talks about this, that symbol of being round, right? Being whole. So Mars being in the ascendant definitely makes him a fighter. Right. It's already cancer. 
So it's just going to add more fuel to the fire, right? That Mars in the disposition is going to actualize that dis- defense mechanism to the to the height of what you can imagine, right? So um, looking at it, you know, from the way he's described, right? There's kind of a strange thing that they say he's really a nice person. He's really uh, generous. He's really giving. And I mean, actually, his country, if you think about how he ruled his country, and that's what cancer is all about, right, is their homeland. He he, he took care of his own, right? Yeah. I, I believe, if I'm correct, your college education was free, right? I believe so. I think they had a, quite a bit of free programs out there in, in Libya. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was reported that he shared a lot of the resources, and now this is reported because you got different sides from different perspectives. But one side said that he actually did share a lot of the resources with the, with the, uh, with the nation that, uh, he wasn't, uh, the type of leader, quote unquote dictator that would hoard or, you know, not really reinvest the money back into the country. That's what it's yeah. really about is when you take the resources and put it back into your, to the infrastructure. Right? Well, they, they had a lot of oil wealth. Exactly. Right. So, I mean, he, he as far as, the, the citizen got, you know, reportedly got a good bit of that oil wealth that that was redistributed throughout the, the country, you know. Exactly. So, you know, that Mars in the Ascendant really talks about protecting that, protecting the home, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the thing about it is that the fourth Lord, which is actually also considered, you know, like your upbringing, your home, right, where you're from, the fourth Lord is ruled by Mars, Right. Venus is ruled by Mars. Right. Mm-hmm. So, again, you know, whenever a planet is ruled, rules another planet and it connects to a house, we call that Sambanda. Mm-hmm. And that creates a direct connection. So that means that man loves because Venus is in the 10th. Looking back at the fourth, his home, his homeland. Oh, and then oh, Mars being in the ascendant. Right. Definitely going to fight for it. Right. Definitely going to fight for it. Right. And so you can see, right, when, so, cause see, whenever it's in the 10th house, aspects the fourth house. Yeah. So if it's aspecting that fourth house, that fourth house paradigm or um, type of uh, perception is receiving and imbibing all that love from Venus. So he's going to love his home. And Venus l- rules the fourth house. So again, right, really showing that this is an individual that, uh, from, from all intents and purposes, was there to try to uplift and try to at least protect. Right where he's from. Um, the other thing that we can look at, and starting off and understanding a chart, is that the second house is kind of a tell-all of a person's upbringing. Right, the second and the fourth house, but the second house specifically early childhood, and so it's reported right that he was he, he literally was born into uh, poverty. I mean, when I say poverty, we think poverty over here is you know being in a a raggedy house, right, with very little to eat, very little access to resources, which, yes, it is poverty. But when we talk about poverty in a foreign country, a third world country, it's a different level of poverty. <laughs> yeah. right? There are no street lights. There is no store grocery store around the corner. There's nowhere you can go and get the next medicine to, uh, you know, to try to. It doesn't work that way. Right. So, you know, when we understand, right that uh, 
Mumar, right, grew up in a very rough life, right? The second Lord, right, is the sun. And so the sun, as you can see, is at 22 degrees 58 minutes or 22 degrees 57 minutes, right? And you have Saturn combust the sun. Now, look, Saturn, when it's in at least 13, what well, was it, 13 degrees, that's considered, or 12 degrees, that's considered combust, right? That's too close for Saturn and sun to be together. Mm-hmm. So that burns, right? That literally singes, that literally crushes, right? the kind of way a person is brought up right it makes them feel very deprived right very very um um, disenfranchised because saturn is that planet and literally saturn is directly i mean it's the worst planet you can have conjunct the sun right so they're enemies and when they have that enemy disposition one is going to win right one's going to lose well that sun, right, being the ruler of the second, is going to lose, right? Because Saturn is in is in Taurus, and Saturn is empowered when it's in Taurus. So literally, Saturn is the ruler that's going to take action. And then Venus, which is the ruler of the 11th, is in the 10th, also giving power to that 11th house combination. So the sun is crushed. Yeah. Right? And the sun is in an enemy sign as well, in Venus's sign. So... By all intents and for all intents and purposes, this person grew up in a very, very poor, very disenfranchised home. Right. Yeah. And what happens is that normally these are the things that catalyze or become catalysts for people to become great people because they start off from very meek and humble beginnings. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think he was born like in a little desert community. You know what I mean? And just like in a little tent or something some 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 bedouins they're the bedouins the bedouins yeah i mean you can't get poorer than that yeah you that's just dirt (laughs) poor when i say dirt literally dirt poor right (laughs) and so this is to show the credence of the chart because you see everything should fold into what the person is actually living out in their life and so that sun being conjunct saturn as ruler of the second which is early childhood shows clearly that there is some major, major restrictions and frustrations from uh, experiencing life from a child. Um, now, moving into things, right, and, you know, this is where we kind of really start to get into the dashas because the dashas kind of really hone us into the unfoldment of the life and how things play out. Now, his dashas... Uh, he starts off in a Saturn Dasha. Now here, he starts off in a Saturn Dasha, and his son is conjunct. The second Lord is conjunct Saturn, right? So and it's combust. So I mean, again, showing that life is starting off from this perspective, Saturn Dasha, right? And the jump off is is real. So, right, the next Dasha that he enters in is is Mercury, right? And Mercury happens and starts in fifty two. And it goes all the way up into 69. Now, according to the resources that, you know, read so far, it shows that his education, when we want to look to education in a chart, we're going to look the first planet is, of course, what? Mercury, right? Because Mercury governs the ability for us to uh, have memory recall, to be rational, to use our brain to solve exactly intellect. And so that's a karak or indicator for education. Well, his Mercury is in the 12th house, right? 
in Gemini, rules the third, but it's conjunct Jupiter. And so he starts the Dasha, I believe at about nine-ish, right? Yeah, he should be about nine years old. Yep, he's nine. Mm-hmm. And so nine, right? Uh, at this age, right, they say that his education was highly religious. Right now, barring from, you know, the fourth house, the fourth Lord, and looking at those things and other indicators of education, it also shows that when you look at the indicator or the Karak or the significator, it's conjunct Jupiter. Yeah. Right. So this shows that obviously, right, that the education, the knowledge, the information comes from a very religious purview. Now, here's the thing. The twelfth house is the house of is the house of expenditure of loss, but it's also the house of surrender, right? And so Islam is the, literally Islam means right to surrender, right? And so that religious aspect, the twelfth house is a very spiritual house. So the education comes from that purview, right? Now, right up until uh, was it? Uh, 69 right he's in this dasha now they also report that at the late between uh 66 and 69 is when he went in for military training and they said he kind of had a rough upbringing well if you look at the second house now we took we said the second lord shows the upbringing but planets in the second house also also show the upbringing and what's in that second house rahu rahu which is the bad boy right (laughs) So it also shows as a young man coming up, right? Definitely was one that was familiar with the street life, or at least the the the, the life that we would all all consider as be unsavory. Rahu in the second house many times can show that as an upbringing that the family or the person themselves are surrounded by maybe let's say unsavory people. But when he started the 1966 to 69, he uh, registered and actually went into military school, right? And uh, strangely enough, right here, and let me let me say this to you folks. <clears throat> these are rules, right? So these things don't change. They're modified, but they don't change. Meaning they're they're adjusted, right? Per each kind of rule that we go through and unfold things. But let's say this, right? For one, if you look at a chart, you always want to look at several different things. Right? We were discussing earlier. This is becoming more involved that you don't just look to the sun sign to kind of figure it all out. Well, we also look to the moon sign because the moon becomes a second ascendant. And if we look at the moon, fourth from the moon is Mercury, right? Mm -hmm. So that person also is showing that the education during the childhood, because moon is childhood, right? Fourth from the moon is Mercury and is conjunct what? Jupiter. Jupiter. So reaffirming again, right, that this person's education was primarily spiritual at first, right? Um, but again, understanding, and we could probably go through and really isolate when that Mercury period hits. It probably hits in a point where at 66, he, it opens the door for some more martial or more fiery energies to learn, right, uh, uh, what he needs to learn as far as military signs and things of that nature. Uh, let's see now. Yes, in '66, it's a Mercury Saturn Dasha, and Saturn is is a malefic, right? 
So showing as well, right, that that's when he would have entered into that particular learning Mercury, right, process. <clears throat> Saturn also owns K2, which acts like Mars, right? It's in the eighth house. So again, showing further deeper that when that Saturn period ensued, K2 or martial or militaristic processes were also part of that education. Uh, and then also Sun does uh, conjunct, it is com uh, combust, or, well, Saturn is combust. So Saturn having that heat index also is fiery to a degree. It's angry, it's, it's, it's frustrated. So when that Mercury Saturn Dasha hits, he's beginning to plan in for the coup. He has the coup probably coup d'etat in his mind right then. Because what happens in 1969? <laughs> coup d'etat. <laughs> Coup time, right? I mean, and again, another rule, folks. When these periods change in flux, when they go from Dasha to from uh, Mahadasha to Mahadasha, the Dasha Bukti, as they say, you can. This is going to be a change. And I, every single client that I deal with, says the same thing. Wow, that is crazy. How when the Dasha Bukti hits things change. We're going to see the Dasha Bukti play out in his life pretty good, right? In fact, the end of life is going to even show us something very special, or very unique, rather. So going deeper, right, showing that this this particular coup d'etat, right, a takeover, the overthrow of the government happens. Now, what hap how can we see coup d'etat through this, through the next Dasha? Well, number one is K2. That says a whole lot. Right, K two is in the eighth house, and the eighth house is subversive movements. Right, yeah. right. It's hidden, sudden, unexpected manifestations. Right, out of nowhere. Right, it's in the twelfth from his moon. But the twelfth from his moon, the ruler of the twelfth from his moon is Saturn in the third. So it also showing that that this action, right, the feeling of it. Right, it's going to come through some innate, in some drive, some 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 need to overthrow the what government. So let's look at it. This is how you read. This is how you begin to read the dashes. So the dasha itself is K two, right? Mm -hmm. K two is headless and body. Literally, K two has no real power other than it's a it's a nodal point. It is powerful. It's real, but it has no mass. Yeah. Right. So it not being a planet of itself, we have to look to the Lord of that planet. So the Lord of that planet is Saturn. Now, of course, K2 is in the eighth. So we always understand that the, the K2 in the eighth houses, the eighth house themes are going to play out. Right. But Saturn ruling K2 is also going to be a theme. And Saturn is about frustration. It's about the people. It's a, it's a planet of the masses. Right, Aquarius is the sign that deals with people as a whole, groups, organizations, and social structures. Yeah, yeah. So Saturn ruling this planet shows that this time is going to be a surprise that's trying to deal with or uplift or at least change the benefit towards the masses. Now, Saturn is conjunct the sun. And when that happens, Saturn is saying, hey, I don't like the government. I want to overthrow it. That's yeah. how you begin to read the dashas, right? Sun, Saturn's in the 11th of groups and organizations. So who else would have helped him overthrow but a what? Group and organization. 
and it was he he started his own um military kind of club you know like a military kind of group for like young people and stuff like that that he started with his friends and that's and that's the group that eventually um you know conspired with him to be able to overthrow the government at the time there it is i mean i you don't get no better than that yeah that's why this chart really is i'm pretty sure it's his chart so right showing now not only that now so we see the dasha then you read it from the moon because the moon is the infrastructure and the feeling right and the the um the emotional kind of atmosphere the person is going through so looking at the moon the saturn and sun go to the third house which is action yeah, I just I just rotated it to the moon. Oh, I see, so it. Yeah, see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's action, right? Taking over, right? I mean, you can't get any better than this, <laughs> right? And the moon is motivated from a religious purview because Jupiter is the ruler, and it's in the fourth house conjunct that Mercury. So when he got his early, his education in the Mercury period, an ideology presented itself in order for him to do what he did. Yeah. yeah. Clearly, clearly seen. Right? Yeah. And so, you know, you really understand these particular perspectives from it, it, it starts to make so much more sense. Um, now, also to show you how this works. Uh, let's see. Now, his, uh, so what we also, and we're going to have a show on this here coming up soon, right, uh, about the uh, Caracas, right? And so, you know, there's two different, three different systems, right, with Caracas, but for the most part, there's Stira and there's Chara. And Chara is the Caracas that move, that change based on the degree of the planet. Well, isn't it so strange that the Nati Karaka, which is a planet that talks about that drive and ambition, right? The courage, the fighter aspect, the, the spiritual, the fighter that the fighter aspect of us that's in our spirit. It's his Dar Karaka, right? Right? I mean his Nati Karaka is Mars. Whenever the Nati Karaka is conjunct the ascendant, it's a yoga for war or a yoga for fighting. Especially when Mars is it. So again, showing that this man had a definite drive to fight, to to try to exact justice is really what it is, right? For his people, right, which is cancer, right? And then only that, for his people and his homeland, to try to literally make them better, to try to better them. Because Venus is the planet that refines and tries to uplift, and it's aspecting the fourth house ruled by Mars as well. So all of these things show clearly that this man was there to try, try to, and they say the road to hell is paved with good intentions, but try <laughs> to, right, uplift or try to change his nation for the better, right? Yeah. And yeah, so he, he was definitely a military guy. That's, I mean, he was a military leader. That's what, that's his background. Absolutely. Mars and the Ascendant as a Nazi Karaka, right? Mm-hmm. Now his Atma Karaka is combust his Amakaraka is conjunct Saturn. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Isn't that interesting? Because that means the soul, right, is here to deal with the frustrations of government. Because Saturn is conjunct, the, the it's, it's conjunct, right? Batri Karaka is Saturn, which is indicates your fellow brethren, your, your the people that you call colleagues and cohorts, right? And so that's also that's combust, right? So it, it shows that 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 literally that link with the brothers is one of this that it comes through dissatisfaction or distaste, right? Because you don't have anybody can have those planets can be anything, right? Yeah. But when they become the Nati Karak, now, now check it out, right? Venus is the Amachi Karak, right? Mm-hmm. Which indicates a lot of times the access point that the soul has to use in order to exact its will, to exact its 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 lessons. Yeah. And so, where is the Amachi Karak, and what sign? Aries, which house. is military leader. Mm-hmm. Right in the tenth house of leadership itself. Mm-hmm. Right, so showing his career is as a a ruler. Boom, right? Can't get any better than that, right? It's it's just it's just sweet hot as arranged, right? Perfectly, right? Um, his Mercury, his uh, Adara Karaka, Mercury. Many times when the Adara Karaka is Mercury, that person will have more than one wife. Right, because Mercury is all about variety and change, and travel and movement. Mm-hmm. Right? And Mercury, we understand, it's in the twelfth house. Good, ch- good sign for two wives at least. Right? Mm-hmm. The twelfth house is house of sixth house from the seventh, which shows divorce. Right. You know, so, there's a back back to what you're saying about Venus, mm-hmm. um, right there. There's also another interesting um, thing he had. You know, his. Uh, Personal security was all women. Women, it sure was. It's called the <laughs> the, uh, the Amazonians, right? Yeah. Amazonian guard, mm-hmm. which actually he got from India, right? And the uh, Arthur Baveda, right? The uh, Arthur Shastra. Arthur 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 Shastra, right? Yep. Yeah. They show how the bodyguard of a man should be, and these women were virgin, according to according to folklore or legend or whatever they were virgins yeah they were pl- they pledged themselves to virginity now that's deep right? <laughs> right you got women that ain't been touched by a man right yeah. ready to die for you right that's deep right and i mean that venus plays out well very very much so in the 10th house so thank you for pointing that out that's excellent man. Yeah. um excellent excellent so um moving deeper into this right so when when the k2 period happens right he gets married now he he, see k2 periods are you look at this he thought he has a coup (laughs) d'etat right gets married Uh (laughs) divorces her and gets married in the same year literally (laughs) When you, when you check it out, it's like... <laughs> that's a whole lot. That's a whole lot. <laughs> Real f- <laughs> Man. Right. Man. Well, guess what? What aspects... What aspects... K2? Mars. Mars, yeah. Right? And so when Mars aspects K2, you can pretty much guarantee that that first marriage 
pretty quick, right? Yeah. The second one is actually who birthed. Um, he stayed with her until the very end. Um, but you know they had a lot of stories about you know he was ladies' man. You know he would pay for it, take care. You know he wouldn't be missing you know, missing a meal. Or I mean he's a king. You know I mean after taking consideration, um, this is royal. This was considered not royalty in the sense of birthright, but royalty in the sense of um, his position. And so, um, great, great relationships with, you know, uh, other people though. Now here's some other things to consider. <clears throat> He's in a Venus Dasha pier for 20 years, right? Venus is in the 10th house, right? Venus removes a hundred evils from the chart. Literally it's in the 10th, it's in power. That, that whole period, you couldn't really touch him. Right? No, 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 no. Yeah. You know, for most part, the guy's in power. He, there's nothing you can do, right? And so the thing is, is that during a Venus Dasha, a lot of things happen with regards to social interactions and social kind of um, unfoldments and dealing with people from even outside of people think Rahu is foreign. It is, but Venus is also deals with people in mass, different groups. Yeah. And so Venus, right. Strange that we have a leader in this country, right. That was connected to Muammar Gaddafi and, uh, the nation of Islam is, uh, uh, notorious for having a, relationship which by which uh, Muammar Gaddafi loaned or uh, granted them five million dollars um, three of which were purchased used to purchase uh, Mas Miriam yeah and so that is a serious statement because one of the things that he was very notable for is recognizing that the black man actually is the rightful ruler of Africa right and so um, you know remember you know, in your early, his early upbringing during the Mercury Dasha, you know, he was probably taught by a great deal of, of very enlightened spiritual people from that particular area for what, for all intents and purposes. But his ideology was one that really showed that he really did want to try to help the black man. Right. Yeah. Not only in which, I mean, considering the nation of Islam is someone, some a entity that is across the water, Right. And has no direct ties, but he was lending, you know, individuals that were trying to create a new paradigm for us, you know, five million dollars. And in 85, five million. That's a grip. That's a grip. That's a big grip. That's like 20 million today. Right. <laughs> so considering now, you know, there's some other stories. Right. And th yeah. this all ties back to the black man, amazingly. And. We're going to talk about his role here before he actually checked out, right? Which is a, which which is really why he got taken out, right? But um, there was a cons uh, conspiracy or a so-called um, charge brought on the Black Peastone Rangers in Chicago, um, which is a a very well-known um, black gang in um, the Chicago area has, of course, ties and affiliations across the United States, but very prominently founded in um, in uh, Chicago by Jeff Fort. And um, 
during uh, the 80s, uh, they were brought up on charges for um, attempting to cor uh, correlate with the Libyan government in order to shoot down a plane. Um, and they were caught up in charge. So again, and now El Rukens, if you know anything about that subculture, um, the black P stone, the P is for pyramid, right? And a lot of El Rukens and things like that are connected with more science, Temple of America and things like that, MSTA. But uh, they were a group uh, that was actually considered terrorists by the United States government. And uh, as such, were, uh, were charged uh, um, and uh, tried to, they linked them to Libya uh, for espionage and terrorist um, purposes. Strangely enough, like, again, the black man, right? Again, trying to, I mean, not saying that's the way to go, but again, just knowing that there is a connection that this man is trying to establish around the world to get us to, to, to wake up. Now, the other thing is that he actually became a president of the African Union. And I'm pretty sure this was during his son, Dasha, if I'm correct, right? Or towards, it might have been the son, Dasha, and then into the moon, Dasha. In fact, let's check to see. So, no, he's in his son, Dasha, in 1996. His moon, Dasha, is when he would have been in that position. But again, the moon is in the ninth house, mm -hmm. right? And the ninth house is the house of being a what? Guru, yeah. advisor, counselor guide, teacher, instructor, right? And so many times leaders, right, can take on this position of being just that and saying, hey, let me go ahead and help you out and show you what it is that we need to do. Yeah. Now, the moon rules the ascendant, which also shows the position of leadership and notoriety for he for himself, right? Because anytime the ascendant Lord is prominent in Adasha, that means that you are the person that's going to be active. That's it's going to be about you personally. Right. And you personally is your body. Your actual apparatus is one that's on display. So therefore, leadership is an actual uh, epithet of the first house of a first house uh, Lord, first Lord Dasha. Yeah. So, again, showing. Right. Um, this is all what it is now. Fourth from the moon. The moon rules, the for Jupiter rules the fourth. I mean, Jupiter rules the moon, and it's in the fourth from the moon, also showing, right, that the ruler of this planet still puts, puts him in a kindra from the moon, which also still makes it very powerful and very advantageous for him during this time. So this is the time when he literally becomes um, the ruler of the African Union. Now, at that time, um, you know, there's a lot of controversy about what was going on in the particular African Union, but what is very strongly conveyed around amongst different sources is that he was in the position of trying to create a new structure within the African continent that had its money backed by gold. Right? <laughs> now, that's very dangerous because this is something that you don't play with. You know, you can play with people's anything. But when it comes to their money, and I'm talking about not just the sense of money when it comes to, you know, stopping or thwarting it, but taking control and guiding other people as if you're now the literal value of the dollar. That is dangerous. <laughs> right? That's more dangerous than any bomb you can drop. Any Korea, North Korea, you see, he, they didn't mess with, and they could have got to him, right? Didn't mess with him. But Gaddafi? Yeah, you want to change the game? Yeah. 
And there was purported that he had nukes, right? We don't know, right? Purportedly. But yeah. they'll say anything to get you out of there, right? Oh, yeah. But we do know, right, that he was confirmed the African leader. He was a leader of the African world for the most part. Right? That's a... um. Yeah, he got a Gaj Kasari. He does have a Gaj Kasari because it's in the fourth from the moon. You're absolutely right. So that moon, moon, you know, yep. Yep. trigger that. Yeah. So that moon's going to trigger that Gaj You're absolutely right. That that gigantic, that because Gaj Kasari just means it's an elephant. right? Mm-hmm. So it literally makes you massive, large, right? Mm-hmm. Overwhelming, unstoppable to a degree. And they had to do this at that time. Because had he continued, he'd have got to what, Dasha? What was <laughs> the next Dasha? Mars. Boom. They had to stop him before he got there. They had to. Because had mm-hmm. he got to his yoga karaka Dasha, man, it would have been problems. <laughs> yeah, it probably, probably, I mean, I don't even like saying what I was about to say, but, you know, some, some to- sort of, you'll see... A more let's say a more organized, more you know ambitious African Union. <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Now you said you were breaking down the Green Book, right? Yeah. And that's pretty deep because the <laughs> Green Book, Mercury is the color what? Green. green in the, yeah. In the, and it's conjunct yeah. Jupiter, and it's in the fourth from the Moon, right? That. The Green Book. I mean, you can't get any better than that, right? Mm-hmm. That shows that this is this man's manifesto, his his modus operandi, his program, right? Yeah, his his heart's felt desire, which is the fourth from the moon, right? Pretty interesting. Pretty interesting. Yeah. And for those who don't know, his Green Book, it's not the same as the Red Book, but it has that. It's in that same category of things. It's basically his, you know political, socio-political uh, philosophy, you know, mm-hmm. put put into a book form, basically how he views a society, how it should be ran, how how it should be governed, how what's the role of the people, what's the role of, you know what I mean? His whole just kind of political disposition is that book. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's heavy, man. I mean, <laughs> he wrote a book on it. And I mean, <laughs> bar none, right? Mercury is the ruler of the third house, which is, right, literally the hand, right, and it's conjunct Jupiter, which again shows the writing of some spiritual, right, apparatus. So definitely, bar none, it really just shows us this chart, right? It really does. It shows a very strong, strong propensity to being his chart. Um, even in the D nine, his Mars is debilitated in the D nine. So that's 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 pretty strong for cancel for for the debilitation. I mean, had he got to that Mars Dasha, there would have been a problem. There would have been a major major problem for peoples with regards to that particular his agenda. He would have been relentless. He'd have been so forceful. He probably would have been to the point. Let's create a military structure in order to get this done. They had. Trust me, they know this knowledge just like we're talking about it. Yeah. So you don't think they said, well, he's coming up on a Mars Dasha period. Mars is <laughs> debilitated. We need to get, yeah, we need to get this guy out of here quick, fast, and in a hurry. Yeah. Right? 
<clears throat> so <clears throat> for all intents and purposes, right, he ends his life, right? He goes through the moon dasha. And you can see, see moon is heartfelt, right? Moon is, you know, I, I care, right? And it rules his ascendant, right? So and it rules Mars, right? This is going to be like literally the time when he's going to say, you know what? Let's go ahead and, and make this happen. The moon is a part of us that gives birth to things, right? And so he was at that point of giving birth. Now, Mars is the birth pains. But, when you know, when a woman's in birth pains, if she got your hand, she could crush it. <laughs> you, know I mean? she, you know, that's not a time you want to play right when you're having birth pains. Yeah. And so Mars would have been that, that push to make that whatever he was going to bring to birth manifest. Right. So, you know, looking at the dashas uh, in that moon dasha is when he, you know, really... Um, has a high and a low, right? And so moon dashas talk about just that, where you have literally tidal wave effects in life. And starting off in the moon dasha, obviously, was high tide, right? Now, one of the secrets that we talk about in this particular system is how to read when a dasha is going to take effect, right? Or when, a, when something's going to take effect. And so moon is in the first nine degrees, right? Which is the first jacana of the sign. So the positive period would have been in the first nine, I want to see, moon dashes 10 years. So the first three and a half years, that would have been very splendorous for him in that time. That's when he literally would have been having more momentum, right? So what is it between 02 to 05? Right. Mm -hmm. That's that that period is when that moon would have that period was very advantageous from that time on. Right. Then it begins to wane. Right. And so um, 05 to uh, let's see from 05, he is the sub Dasha is. Jupiter to Saturn, and then Saturn begins and starts at 07. So even during out this during this period, he's still very stable. But in I believe in 09, that's probably when they probably started to, to really peer into him. Because he has K2, now he's moon K2. And remember, that which you, you that the that which you do is what will be done what? To you. To you. It's true, right? This is what happened to him. Didn't he? Wasn't he overthrown by a coup d'état? Right. Crazy, isn't it? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, in the moon K2 Dasha, that's when it would have started. Right. That's when they would have begun to plot to say, you know what? We got to get him. Right. Now, moon Venus, right? You're still somewhat covered. But remember, Venus is ruled by Mars. So Mars is, and Mars is being the Yoga Karaka, they couldn't get to him quite yet. Yeah. But when he gets to the moon, sun, Dasha, and that sun is what? Government. Government. <laughs> right? And moon, right, is literally the ascendant himself. So the government being conjunct Saturn, right? And remember, Saturn rules what planet? K2, which is overthrowing now he's overthrown 
Sun also rules Rahu, the second lord, right? And so here's the strange thing. Now, when we pull up the when we pull up the transits, what that's phenomenal that K two conjuncts the sun, and the sun is the Dasha lord, the sub the Dasha sub lord, and sun is government, and K two is being is overthrowing as well. Isn't that something? Yeah, that's yeah, on the day. On the day of, K2 is conjuncting sun by degree. And, folks, if you didn't know, the 11th house for any cardinal sign, Aries, Cancer, Libra, or, or Capricorn, the 11th house is what's called a Barakstana house or house of obstructions. Right? And so guess who causes the obstructions for those types of ascendants? Your friends or your people that literally you consider your network or group. Right. They're the ones that literally come to get you. The people that are literally in your own network, your own circle. Right. So those are the remember espionage has to happen from the inside out. So during that K2 period, I'm sure that's when the beginnings begin to start to peel out. And during that particular moon, sun, Bukti, Dasha Bukti, which is the Dasha Sandi is the end. Right. So he dies literally right at the end literally right before mars comes right so these dasha sandhis are serious time flux points but you can see right on that day k2 was right on his son yeah right. his, his son's 2257 and k2 is 2251 wow can't get any right you can't get any more accurate than that and then not only that look at the ascendant Mars is there as well. Yep. Mars. So, you know, pretty interesting stuff, but I would say dead on. Right? Dead on. And by the way, y'all, this is coming out right around the time of his, when he transitioned. Um, so, <laughs> like I said, we didn't do that on purpose, but. Yeah, he was killed kinda, today. Yeah. On the day we record. They record, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, karma is a piece, you know, but it's clearly written, right? And people say, well, you have a choice. Ask him that when they caught him, <laughs> right? Ask him that when these periods and dashes were unfolding. Didn't have a choice. Ask him when the coup d'etat happened. I mean, if you could, did you have a choice? That's a compulsion. That's something that you follow to the nth degree. Right. So this is by far this man's chart. Right. And I would say whoever did the time rectification was probably very astute of these factors because it really does match very well. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a there's a book, it's not an astrology book, but I, you know, you listen to this episode. I would encourage everybody to check out a book called. Um, Confessions of an Economic Hitman. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this is, a, you know, give you some little tidbits of how these type of things happen. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> a serious business. Indeed. I mean, if you look, his descendant degree is 12 degrees, isn't it? Yep. Look at Pluto. 
Yeah, it's right within a degree. That's close. Yeah. <laughs> but if that close, that's when you can try to, that's when it it works, right? It When it's like four or five degrees, it's flailing. But it's in one or two degrees, especially in that one degree, and it's Pluto. Yeah. His life was definitely about transformation, about upheavals, about destruction and rebuilding. And that's exactly what he did. Yep. Wow. <laughs> Phenomenal. Phenomenal. In- indeed. Indeed. Well, you know, as always, this episode is brought to you by Push It Forward Media Group and Calaparusha Astrology. And our good old folks over there on Patreon, um, as always, thank you all for your support. Indeed, um, yeah, man, this is we got a, got another one in the bag, man. This is a you know excellent you know kind of case study or whatnot. You know, we could have we could have did this in assassinations episode actually. We actually could have, but you know, yeah. we could have. Yeah, we could have. Yeah. yeah. But you know, it's it's it, it's a little bit, it's more uh, a little bit more, you know, fell to Muammar Gaddafi than just the assassination. So you know, mm-hmm. I think it, it 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 deserved the right to have his own show, true, or whatnot. You know, true indeed, 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 indeed. So um, you know, as always, man, you can uh, follow us on Cosmic Convos. Um, Cosmic Convos Podcast on Facebook. Um, you can catch us Cosmic Convo on Instagram. Um, catch us at pushitforward.com. You can uh, get to all these links in our Instagram. We got the, the whole link tree set up or whatnot. You can get to that, get a chart, you know, check out all the different platforms. Like I said before, we're on Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud. Pandora and on pushitforward.com and Stitcher. That's the other one that we're on as well. So we're pretty much on all major plat podcasting um, platforms. So you can definitely check us out on there. Um, you know, whichever one suits you more convenient for you and stuff like that. Facebook and YouTube has the video. Um, yeah, but you can definitely check us out there and um, rock. Um, tell people how they can get a hold of you, hold of you again. Yeah, just hit me up on uh, Kyle Perusha, uh, astrology at gmail.com or uh, Facebook or IG, uh, either one of those via Shechem Ra. So uh, definitely get at me if you're interested in consultation or even classes because the classes, y'all, we have a ball. We learn, we study, we use charts, we do all kind of different things. Uh, the students are actually, I mean, People are just coming like, let me just jump in, right? So if you think you can handle some real deal astro- astrological knowledge, we're actually on level two. Uh, so uh, that's a uh, last until December. So if you are interested, hit me up. Um, definitely a lot of information, a lot of um, uh, 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 data to download, but it's definitely rewarding and uh, it's a live class. So we have a lot of fun. Yes. And speaking of live, you know, for those who don't know, um, if you, you know, follow us on YouTube or you subscribe on YouTube, you can catch us. Uh, we drop the episodes at 8.30 a.m. on Wednesday. So you can catch in live and then you can sit right there 
you know, we will be in the chat, you know, and you can live chat with us while the episode is going on, ask questions, talk about this or talk about that. So that's definitely a good opportunity as well to connect with us um, when the first episode, when you know, when the episodes drop, we premiere them on Wednesday morning. So um, definitely subscribe on YouTube and follow us on, on Facebook and share this with your friends, share it with your family and everything like that. You know, we're trying to, you know, really take all this to the next level and uh, get this, you know, this sidereal astrology in the mainstream, you know what I'm saying? To a certain degree, as mainstream as it can get, you know, it's only going to go. Only so far. <laughs> yeah, it's an uphill battle, but we can at least get it to some more people indeed. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, you know, um, again, I want to thank you all for tuning in and, um, you know, We'll be back here next week, same time, same place. Um, another great episode. And um, everybody be safe out there. And we're out. Peace. Peace.